The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Joseph, that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything.
Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman. But still no one said, What are you looking for? Or, Why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me, everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So a happy third Sunday of Lent to all of you which is right about the time that our Lenten penances start to go by the wayside sometimes. This time of year is always the most difficult for me because I used to do the Sunday thing, you know, like the Sunday, you don't have to do your Lenten observance thing. And then I would be like, oh, well, it's St. Patrick's Day, and that's kind of a patronal feast for me. Tomorrow's the Feast of St. Joseph, so this is the time of year where you get like four or five Lenten abstentions, like, and a lot of people kind of lose momentum. So this year I'm not doing Sundays off. But you can do Sundays off if you do do Sundays off. I heard this is a great debate among many people. In the Gospel reading today, we have this story of the woman at the well, and as I was praying through it this week, I started to think about 
the significance of the fact that she goes to a cistern every day. Right? And we need to know the difference between a cistern and a well. Right? So a cistern is just a big hole in the ground that collects water. So it's sort of a big hole in the ground. The water ends up flowing into the hole in the ground and it collects there. And as it collects, it just kind of sits there and people come and draw it out and they take it. The best time to draw water from the cistern is probably in the morning where the morning dew has kind of had a chance to gather in the cistern. But this woman goes to the cistern every day at noon, not early in the morning. Now the difference between a cistern and a well is a well, you dig down until you strike water and the water comes up into the well. And that's the difference between living water and standing water. Right? A cistern has standing water, the well has living water. It comes up out of the ground. Right? Which is better for you? Living water, not standing water. We were always taught when I was in ranger school that you could always drink the white water, like if it was flowing and going over rocks and stuff like that, you could probably drink it without purifying it. But if you have to go fill up your canteens at like the pond or something, be like iodine tablets. It tasted really gross. And so each day she goes to a cistern. What happens to the cistern? It fills up with water, it empties out with water. It fills up with water, it empties out of water. And when she goes there and encounters our Lord, our Lord says to her, if you knew the one who was asking you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water where you will never be thirsty again. Right? And this sounds really good to her because she's always getting the standing water that's actually been standing for most of the day. And she says to him, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty and have to come here again. And our Lord, in turn, tells her to go call her husband. And there's this kind of confession that happens. And she comes to realize that our Lord knows that she doesn't have a husband. He knows that she's had five husbands, and the one she has now is not her husband. He knows everything about her. He knows everything about her. And at realizing this, then she goes and starts to tell everybody that he might be the Messiah. And as I was praying through this, I was thinking about how the woman herself is like a cistern. And sometimes we ourselves are like a cistern. Where we sort of want to fill up on our spiritual life and then we empty out. And then we fill up with our spiritual life and then we empty out. And we fill up and we empty out. And we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with our Lord. We come to Eucharistic Adoration, we go home, we kind of empty out. 
get frustrated, etc., etc., etc. We come back to fill up on grace. We go out and empty out. And what our Lord really wants for us is he wants us to have this well within our hearts, this wellspring within our hearts, so that that life of grace is always being fed, no matter where we are. No, holiness is not a state where we kind of fill up and empty out and fill up and empty out. Holiness is this state where the life of God is constantly welling up within us. Now that's what our Lord wants for each of us. And what's the difference between having a cistern in our heart or a well in our heart? Or the difference between a cistern and a well? Sometimes the difference between a cistern and a well is about two feet. You dig down, you dig down, you dig down, you dig down. Well, we're not going to hit water, so it's just a cistern. And we can imagine that there's just like a little bit more to go before striking water. That's the difference. And in our own hearts, maybe there's just a little bit more to go before we strike water, before we strike living water. For this woman... It was receiving our Lord's mercy and letting go of secrets that allowed him to strike water in her heart. I always imagine him talking to her and she's thinking to herself, why is he talking to me? He shouldn't be talking to me. Well, he's talking to me. Maybe he doesn't know I'm a Samaritan. Oh, he does know I'm a Samaritan, but eh, he really shouldn't be talking to me. Maybe I can kind of fake my way through He certainly doesn't know that I've had this adulterous life. He wouldn't be offering me living water if he knew who I was. And so she has this facade. And then our Lord breaks through the facade. When he tells her, you don't have one husband, you've had five, and the one you're with now is not your husband she realizes that even though he knew everything about her, he still offered her living water. She's able to let go of that secret. Now, what are the secrets that we keep from our Lord? Our own attachments to sin. the things that we kind of sneak here and there. The resentments that we still hold. The self-hatred that we still have. What's at the bottom of our cistern that keeps it from becoming a well? That's what this Lenten season is about. It's about drilling down into our lives and being able to completely hand over to our Lord whatever it is that we're attached to, whatever it is that gets in the way of Him. 
to be able to hand that over to him. It's then that we experience mercy. And it is, in fact, mercy that is the drill that drills down until we strike water. St. Paul reminded us in the second reading, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When our Lord went to his passion and death, it was the greatest act of love. And it was a love for us, most particularly in our sinfulness. And have we really allowed our Lord to love us in the midst of our sinfulness? Or to let our Lord love us in the midst of our past sinfulness? Do we go to prayer and say, Jesus, I am holding the greatest resentment against my mother-in-law and I just can't let go of it. I need your help. Or Jesus, I can't stand this particular person. Or Jesus, I can't seem to stop looking at bad things on the internet. Are we able to start our prayer there? Because if we do, our Lord's response to us will be the same as it was with this woman. He still wants to give you living water. Letting him drill down and break through is a great act of humility as he breaks through our pride It's our pride that says, I can fix all of this by myself. Or I need to be perfect in order for our Lord to love me. And so as we continue on this Lenten journey, let us pray for the grace to have this experience that this woman has had today. Of truly knowing our Lord's love and our Lord's mercy in the midst of our sinfulness that his mercy might drill down deep into our hearts so that his spirit might well up within us and we will never be thirsty again.